0: This is Dan Scotty from Pizza Party Wrestling, and you're listening to the Pro Wrestling Post
1: Podcast. You're listening to the Pro Wrestling Post Podcast with your host, Mark Madison. This episode's guest is Dan Scotty. Visit prowrestlingpost.com for interviews, blogs, and upcoming events in your area. You can also find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Anchor, or whatever podcast app you prefer. And now here's your host, Mark Madison.
2: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Pro Wrestling Post podcast, and uh, I'm joined by promoter um, extraordinaire, uh, Mr. Dan Scotty. Thank you, Dan, from Pizza Party Wrestling. How are you?
0: I'm good. Thank you for for the the lovely introduction.
2: (laughs) Not a problem. Uh, So maybe you could give fans that, uh, independent wrestling fans, that maybe aren't as privy to Pizza Party, where it initially originated from, some of its backstory, and pizza and wrestling, it seems like a perfect marriage. Right.
0: That's what, that's what I said so uh, so we, we started Pizza Party Wrestling last year in, in New Jersey that's where we mainly operate out of um, it just sort of happened to be a perfect storm we uh, okay. we had a lot of connections that were um, that were in you know we're gonna be out here and it was sort of lined up people we knew people we wanted to give a platform to and, and so we knew that it was the perfect opportunity for us to start what we've had an idea for for a while now Pizza Party Wrestling and, and the idea sort of came together is I've always thought that there was something for everybody in professional wrestling um, a lot of people just don't know it I think pro wrestling can be a little bit intimidating and a little bit misunderstood so our thought process was take pizza to help you know the most universally loved food and take something like professional wrestling which is not as universally loved and combine them in in hopes of exposing more individuals to professional wrestling
2: so now uh, its success has spawned on to a second year but um did you feel like there were some hurdles initially with getting the concept and the idea off the ground
0: Oh, for sure. I think I think especially I don't have the same sort of intro to wrestling that everybody else uh, does, at least on the professional landscape. Uh, I came from the backyard wrestling scene. I met a, a bunch of people. And uh, when the scene sort of died down, uh, we knew that the barrier to entry to professional wrestling was a little bit more challenging. It's, I think it's gotten, I don't want to say easier. I think it's more accepting of people from, from different backgrounds. So um, I, that was definitely a, a hurdle because there's no guidebook or handbook on how to succeed in professional professional wrestling. Obviously, there's training schools, but to, to go in blind with really no promotional background, just uh, really a marketing background. And, and uh, that's, that was pretty much it. It was, you know, it was a tall order. But uh, I, would, I would say we were definitely shocked when we launched. Uh, it was like in January of 2019, where we announced that we were doing something during WrestleMania week. And the response was incredible. From what I'm used to seeing in professional wrestling, that it takes quite a long time for anybody new to really earn any respect. But I think the pizza helped make people a little bit more open-minded about somebody new coming out of nowhere and running the show during Mania Week.
2: You opened up a bit of a rabbit hole uh, in the statement that you gave. If you're okay if I backtrack a little bit, you said that yeah. um, you, your background in in um, in wrestling isn't the same as everybody else's and that you came from a, more of a backyard wrestling type. So maybe give listeners a privy to some of your background as it pertains to exposure to Initially, wrestling and the transition to the pro- professional side where you're running a, a business.
0: Sure, sure. So um, uh, I, I became a wrestling fan uh, in, in the middle of the Ruthless Aggression era, and uh, I, I did some here and there backyarding with friends. Nothing really serious. Nothing ever took off. I'd been a wrestling fan for years, but I, instead of going the traditional route and finding indie wrestling when I needed an alternative, I was very into backyard wrestling across YouTube, and and there's names like Matt DeMorris that people might know, and there's names from from the UK, and and that was my independent wrestling, so I watched a ton of that, and it sounds very silly, but uh, years later, um, I I came to meet a lot of these people, and and started going to shows with these people, and and became really good friends with these people, and uh, I was never really interested in a career in professional wrestling as a, as a wrestler, my mindset was always geared more towards being a manager, Or, um, but I, I think the older I got, the more I realized I kind of wanted to run my own show and, and, and see if I could I could make it doing that. So far, so good.
2: <laughs> uh, so now this is the second annual show. Um, between last year and this year, has it been a year of, of planning for you? Has, has there been a lot of uh, preparation in between? Do you see maybe even moving forward? It's kind of like a twofold question multiple pizza party well, shows.
0: Yeah, so it's been uh, with within, it, it's funny, we we went from finishing that first show on, on such a high, and we weren't sure immediately what we were going to do next, and we, we ran a we ran a show a couple months later. It's hard to follow up when you have all the talent in the world at your disposal. We don't have to worry about flying anybody in, and then you go to your second show, and you're like, okay, you have less wrestling fans in the area, and you really have to carve out your spot. And, and so we learned, I think every show we've learned a ton, so we've run... Four Four shows in total now and we're, we're heading to our fifth um, this you know going into tampa and I, th- I think every show we've learned a lot, uh, about, you know, putting together shows, structuring, you know, everything, marketing shows. It's, it's really been, it's been cool because I said to, uh, somebody on my team, uh, Joey T is his, is his, uh, stage name there. And I said to him as the first show finished, I said, okay, now we got to figure out how to get to Tampa next year on the collective. And I felt like the whole kind of first year culminated to getting to this point that we're headed to. And, and I'm, I'm excited that it panned out. I, I it was really, I was Babe Ruth calling my shot, uh, <laughs> Um, not to compare myself to Babe Ruth, but uh, I was just, yeah, I, uh, that was where I wanted to be. And I worked sort of, and, and I, I feel like I don't know what's going to happen when Tampa ends because I feel like I've, I've spent so much time building that moment. Like, since I would say, like, May of last year, that was my, my end game. And, and so it, it's exciting. I'm, I'm, like, so excited for it. And I think we've learned a lot. And I'm really excited
2: to, like, show the world what we can do at, at this stage. Becky Lynch, uh, not to give more of a comparison to mainstream media or mainstream promotions, but made the statement of what happens when all your dreams come true? You make new ones, Dan. That's, that's going to be yeah. the goal, right? Yeah. Is, make, is make yourself some new goals after this one. Um, so you said that it was all about marketing. It was um, you, you, there was some transition. Where, what were some of the things you had to adjust? Was it catering to a certain audience? Was it knowing who your demographic was? was like, what were some of the, the things that you had to plan out strategically that it was going to be successful? Because you investing as much time as you have, you don't want it to just be... A lot of uh, blood, sweat, and tears with no return, no. Um, Absolutely, Yes. No,
0: you're 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 right. I think for us, we assumed in the beginning after we did that first show that everybody would be ready to accept sort of our uniqueness. Where you know we're, we come at things a little out there, and I think the second show we realized in order to get people to on board to what we want to do, I think you know we need to communicate it a little bit better. And and so I think ultimately during this first year we were we were finding our voice. Um, I, I would say a lot of promoters that that are would be in their first year might. Go through this where when you run a show, there's there's a bunch of people that would want to work with you, and it's hard to say no to certain things when they come in, and um, you just kind of have to learn and, and stay true to what your what your vision is. And I think you know I wouldn't say that we've like lost the plot at all, but I would say we've definitely been just honing in on finding our vision. And that's why I think when you look at our lineup for for Tampa for Birthday Bash, it really is um, who we are. Like totally 100%. This is who Pizza Party Wrestling is.
2: Um, you and I have had some chats leading up to tonight's conversation, this conversation, and you talked about there being some real local talent and kind of springboarding off of what you just said. Um, Maybe you can talk to those that are involved that maybe aren't as known and maybe those that, uh, how they came about and jumped on board the pizza party bandwagon here.
0: Sure. Sure. So, um, as, as I mentioned before, uh, you know, I, I come from that backyard wrestling background. There's, when there was a thought we had uh, a couple of years ago when we were doing one of these shows and you know, people were doing, you know, crazy stuff that you expect to see in a backyard. And I, I said, this stuff really like, you know, nobody's seen some of this stuff before. And, if, you know if we could be the first people to present it that would be you know it would be I think it would help make us really unique if we were to ever do anything and now we're here and, and you have guys like um, Dougie Moso, who, who just actually recently made his GCW debut and uh, guys like Brad Rush who are and, and Tyrannosaurus Flex Ezekiel James Matt Vertigo Matt Vertigo had been on the scene but you guys that hadn't really they, they'd they been on the indies but not done a ton because they but we you know they, these are guys that I think do stuff exceptionally well and, and can be real players on the independent scene so it about you know sort of endorsing them and giving them the opportunities to shine. Uh, those are those are all names that I, I think very soon will be popping up all over the place. Uh,
2: and you did and you have spoken very highly about uh, definitely some of those names. One of the names, uh, Oswald Project, was I think somebody we we. Um
0: yes, he is has inhumane levels of flexibility. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he is. Yeah, Spawned from a, a petri dish in Wyoming, he is uh, unlike every, anything I've ever seen. And every time I, I see him in and out of the ring, I, I am floored that at this individual walks this earth. <laughs>
2: um, so in talking to some of the, the talent that you have mentioned, what is it about them that you feel is going to be what turns people's attention to them? Um, Matt Vertigo and some of those guys. What was it differently, instinctively, about each one of them that you feel there is something special that is it something that can be taught something that's just innate like what is it about them
0: it's it's funny it for all all of the names i've mentioned it's 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 a little bit something different across the board i i I could start with matt vertigo i I mean this is a guy that i've known him for for five years now and, and as long as i've known him you've watched him wrestle and you knew he was built for it like every his his actions everything he does is he is a professional wrestler and you know he's he's like six foot, six foot seven, maybe. And, you know, he's, he's in there, you know, he's doing corkscrew dives to the outside. He's, he's, you know, power slamming people. He can, he can do it all. Um, Ezekiel James just has, again, has, has this incredible look and and he's got a really great mind for professional wrestling. Um, Brad Rush has a, has one of the most outside the box ways to look at professional wrestling. And and when he, he's got a personality, like when he walks in a room, he he is the room. Mm -hmm. Um, And Dougie Mosa, you know, I I feel like there's a ton of athletic guys out there that, that do Flips and stuff, but there's something about the way he kind of comes at it a little bit differently, with, with just slightly different. You know, it, it, he's a little bit innovative with it, and he's not, you know, he's not going out there and he's six thirties every show, but he's he's coming up with with you know fun and unique ways to incorporate uh, and I, what I call like a holy shit style offense. I'm not sure if you've seen the clip of him uh, doing a, a running Spanish fly on the apron and hitting it perfectly at our at our last show, Pirate. If you haven't, I'll retweet it when the when this comes out, and or reply to it with it so that people can see it. it it's truly
2: incredible. Oh, fantastic. Um, so definitely, uh, listeners are going to hear that uh, Dan has a very forward thinking approach as it comes to to wrestling. And definitely today being contemporary, you want to adjust with the times. So in saying that, I'm sure you face probably uh, traditionalists might have some criticisms about the type of wrestling that there's nothing wrong with it, but their outlook is Um, encapsulated in a certain time. Uh, What do you say to that? (laughs) Does that... Did I frame that, that properly? That you
0: you you walked the line perfectly there, man. I, I I would have said some things that were a little bit less than nice, but uh,
2: <laughs> but hey, yeah, you yeah. know what? We're, we're if we if we're gonna say that we're gonna be inclusive, we're gonna try to be inclusive. No, for but sure. But yet yet at the same time, try to exclude them. How do you how do you what or what do you say to that um, to that mindset and those that argue it? And because in, in a tweet, you have a certain amount of characters in which you can share what it is that you're really thinking. You. You have Car here, my friend. So share really how Pizza Party and really more contemporary wrestling that's happening today is the way of the future, and that's how we adjust. And
0: sure, yeah. uh, this this may upset people. I when when we started Pizza Party, I didn't want to be three letters. I wanted to be something that when you said the name, it, it, it you know it, it struck something in you, and um, I wanted to create something that like so much and so much stuff in wrestling has been done, and a lot of wrestling moderns. It, or patterns itself after what is what is the mainstream and, and what has been you know the status quo for so long. And I, I like seeing things like Beyond Wrestling and, and and Black Label Pro sort of push push things for and GCW of course doing things like you know the Backyard Wrestling Show. I, these things I think fans have been clamoring for different for a long time. And I don't think fans know what you know. I don't think you can sit there and say you don't know what different is. But there's definitely a moment where a fan has said, well, hey, wouldn't it be cool if this happened or or wouldn't it be cool if that happened? And, and that's kind of what we. You want to bring to the table like that experimental side of professional wrestling like we've done you know we're, we and we try to just like i, I don't want to say lower the stakes because I, I, I don't want to cheapen what we're doing but we try to just make it a little bit more relatable while being ridiculous like we did a, a match at our last show where um oreo Speedwagon uh, wrestled this this tag team called the atlantic city scoundrels because the atlantic city scoundrels stole their amazon packages it was around christmas time so it was relevant and it was and it was just coming at wrestling from from just a different lens and, and a different angle and it's like the same thing. What we're doing uh, at a birthday bash, we're having Faye Jackson call out Florida Man, and we're having a, uh, a four-on-four tag team match as the final word in the debate um, with whether pineapple an acceptable pizza topping or not. We're just we're just trying to have fun with it and you know not take it like, take it over the top without taking it you know super seriously where it's like hey you trashed my locker and we're gonna have a match now or I don't respect you and you don't respect me. Those stories have all been told, so yeah. I, I think it would just be cool to tell some different stories in professional wrestling or use wrestling as a way to tell different
1: stories. pwx over the top shine and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only 5.99 per month get your free trial today at powerslam.tv
2: why do you think maybe traditionalists are, are afraid to let go uh, and and not just have fun with it and still really want to protect it as like that that special really fragile stone that if you drop it it shatters and you and you can't repair it but you know when you shatter something it could be thousands of pieces of beauty just if you put it together in a mosaic it can look fantastic it just can look different why do you feel that maybe they won't let go of that.
0: I, i'm not sure and i i've never been a traditionalist so it's it's hard to put myself in in their shoes, the shoes i've always yeah. been i've always been looking at everything in, in my life from from a different vantage point than everybody else yeah. i think i think nostalgia is such a big part of wrestling and i think the, the further it veers away from from what they're comfortable with uh then it means it can't go back and i don't even know if that's necessarily true i think it can it could go back if, if people really wanted it to like i who's to say that you know 10 years from now or even five years from now there can't be some, you know, some old Southern style promotion that, that, you know, abandons all the all the current things that are happening in wrestling It just goes back to its roots and it's just you know, if they, if they want, you know, 30 minute slow grapples, they can, that's all it is and, and they can have that and, you know, like, if, if it's just all Mac classics, then you know, there I think, and I think maybe now more than ever, there's becoming, a, I think more companies are going to pivot and do things differently where that can come back into the fold for people. With like IWTV, there's, you know, more options for people to watch wrestling now than ever, so like, just something like Zonato 23 is becoming one of the most popular things, and it's so far removed from from that traditionalist thing, but it's it's amazing all at the same time. And you know, I, I think I think it's strange to me that people wouldn't be willing to accept mm. wrestling as this beautiful art form that can have many different uh, you know ways to be presented and, and to present it in the same way. I, you know, I don't know how many I don't know how many years you can can watch the same thing over and over and over and over and over again and not get get bored of it. I think there's always you know I think wrestling has to evolve, and I, and I think you know those people might get left behind as fans. Uh, I I'd, I'd hate for that because I think wrestling's so awesome, but I don't know. I, I just, I can't, I can't imagine why somebody wouldn't love what's going on in wrestling today. Um,
2: this has been really enlightening because I, I never really, like, I, I, I grew up as a traditionalist, but I grew up as a traditionalist because that was my early exposure to it. Um, the more I, I, I dig into the rabbit hole that is independent wrestling and all these different places from all over the world, it, it really is quite fascinating and how, Things are different, and yet we're still all kind of um, we're still all still the same when it comes to one and seeing this as an art form and how you work that art form and the complexity of styles and the creativity that goes into it. It's quite fascinating.
0: Yeah, if I could if I could make a, a an analogy, I would Go say. I, I view I view wrestling so much like I, I view like beer and and, and craft beer and, and that you know there's there's people that you know they don't want to go anything that's you know got like an IPA or they don't want to go through anything that's you know not a, a traditional beer but the people who want those things are, are always going to be able to seek those things out and I think you know the, the classic bread and butter you know wwe style wrestling is is always going to exist um, but there's going to be people that want to sort of push the bounds and and create some sort of weird uh, you know like milk out with with uh, I don't know uh, Neapolitan ice cream in it, or something like that. Right, right. And 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 so there's there's always going to be different flavors of wrestling evolving and popping up because I think I think the coolest thing about wrestling is that you can take any other influence in your life and and apply it to wrestling. I uh, you know I, I know people that watch kung fu movies to uh, to come up with spots instead of sitting there and watching you know old wrestling matches. They they sit there and they're like, okay, what cool kung fu thing can I do or anything like that. So there's you know it, you, everybody brings different things to the table. So I, I think it'd be It'd be silly for all of us to homogenize when we can all bring our different experiences and influences into wrestling to just you know continue to create something. As you said, like a mosaic, it just continues to get more beautiful no matter how you know you you put the pieces together.
2: So right now we we have an idea of where Pizza Party is is and where it was um right now the the pizza box has yet to been be made as far as <laughs> as to after the collective but um if you could foresee I, I know this is kind of hard on the spot but um I'll I'll throw out an idea would would collaborating with uh, any promotions say across a border be something that you would explore or
0: Almost definitely, yeah. I mm-hmm. uh, I think at the moment it's it's so open ended for us, and we're we're so open to playing the field and, and trying things out. I, I mean, our our creative the creative force that goes into this is we throw a lot of ideas at the wall. Um, we we really take you know try to come at things from as many angles as we can. And you know, I, I would say that if you talk to me on December thirty first of this year about what the plan was for this year, and you talk to me now, I think I, I think it, you know I think our Think it's different. I, I don't think it's changed all that much, but I'm open to a lot more things and I'm interested in trying out a lot more things because, you know, we're not the only wrestling company out there. So the more other people do things, the more it inspires us, or, you know, I, we can sit there and say, hey, oh, they've already done it. But I'm definitely, to get back to your, I'm definitely open to doing things with other promotions across the country. I, I think uh, I would say that the absolute dream is to do something with DDT in mm-hmm. Japan. Um, <laughs> but uh, our, our good friends at Interspecies Species, and, and we've, we've talked about potentially doing something this year or now. Um, even going home to uh, to the motherland in Italy would be really cool because I know they have one or two companies over there that uh, do pretty well. So it would be real cool to be able to bring our flavor of wrestling to uh, there and, and to have them come to us. I think, you know, I, I'm open to, to work with as many different and experimental promotions as, as there are out there.
1: Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv.
2: We know that certain pockets, this is um, more as a promoter because I'm sure is, just as it's important for you to be creative and innovative, you also have to have your finger kind of on the pulse of the next big thing and the next big geographic area of where wrestling is coming from. So um, there's been lots of, clearly the UK has the discussion as to whether Brit is is dying or dead. Is one discussion. Uh, there's a pocket of wrestlers, not a pocket, but a, an influx of wrestlers coming from Australia and New Zealand. Um, where do you see people should keep an eye out in an area? Per se that maybe isn't as talked about. I mean, I, last year I was hearing about Chile being being a, a country to keep an eye on. What have you heard? What have you seen? What have you read about?
0: Um, well, I, I'll definitely I'll definitely back your point on on Australia. There's so many people from Australia that are doing things that are. I, I really think they're the next. I, and I, they're they're like in the middle of it. If you if you look at the next PWG card, it's it's a lot of uh, it, it is a lot of Australians, and, and I I love I, you know you love to see things like that. Um, I I would say that I think the next area is I think we're, we'll still see things even though you know NXT UK is a thing and, and people are worried about that scene drying up I, I still think there's gonna be things coming out of Europe because um, I think Wxw does such a good job I think uh, of bringing people up I, I think there's just I think like those areas where there's established infrastructures are are gonna be the, the key to focus on still but I don't know I, I haven't I haven't seen things uh, from you know I, I haven't seen a lot of like new stuff I, I, I believe I saw something I don't remember the country I think it was Denmark on on IWTV mm. or it no, it was Portugal. Sorry, way different country. Uh, and I had some of the, the, the spots and stuff and, and wrestlers I saw from there were, were incredible. So, uh, I, you know, I, I, and in Spain, while, while we're at it, because you, you have people like uh, A-Kid and, and Carlos Romo well, who are, are both really good too. So I, it'll be cool to see what kind of other talent are there as they start uh, to ex- expand on that scene and, and uh, get more exposure on that as things go on.
2: Fantastic. Um, so we like to play a little game here on Pro Wrestling Post Podcast, and we'd be wondering if you'd be interested Interested in taking part in this. Sure. I'll oh. go in blind. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um, the questions are pretty much thought of on the spot. So it's, okay. it's, it's kind of a rapid fire. Um, it's called wrestling Tinder, um, much like regular Tinder. Um, okay. You're, we're going to pose a question. If you find it attractive and you want to get to know it more, you'll swipe right. And you'll okay. explore it with your answer. If you're not, and it's not a sexy and it's not something that you want to take out, you can swipe left. Okay. okay, this is fun. I like this. Uh, okay, well, the, the, the pressure becomes on me. I'm like, I build it up. I sure hope it, it delivers to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, um, so clearly competition is a good thing, uh, whether you're looking at it from um, a media standpoint when it comes to wrestling, whether it's larger promotions, smaller promotions. Do you see there being a scenario where um, independent promotions come together and create their own uh, media opportunities Opportunity, network showcase of their talent, whether it's a fight network or and it's a rotation of Pizza Party, uh, Black Label Pro, um, Whomever, GCW, just to throw out names.
0: Uh, yeah, I'd swipe right on that. I think I think the more showcase opportunities that exist for professional wrestling, specifically independent wrestling, are, are great. And I think I think if companies like that were were at the helm, I think I think everything would kind of stay true to what it needs to be. Not to say that television wrestling doesn't stay true to what it is, but I think when you're on the independence and you you Don't have, you know, big big sponsor money at you. You you kind of have to, you know, you have to keep them happy. When independent wrestling, you can, you know, get wild.
2: Super, um, okay. So let's throw out something else. Um, you're part of the collective. Uh, GCW is prominent. Thoughts, opinions on Brett Lauderdale.
0: I love Brett Lauderdale. I, I consider. I, I I talk to Brett and and I, I reach out to him because as you know, I, I consider his advice to be sage. So uh, swipe right on Brett Lauderdale.
2: Go for it. Um, share share some thoughts, opinions, um, his contributions to wrestling. <laughs>
0: I think he's in a, in a world where and I it, this this will be a weird analogy I think of I think of some I think of professional wrestling and independent wrestling sometimes as high school where or, or just for the wrestling scene in general it's high school where you want to do something to stand out but you don't want to stand out too much because then people will call you weird or, or, or anything like that um, I think they have done such a good job of throwing up their middle fingers and saying we're gonna do whatever we want whenever we want and it's so cool to watch how I, I remember I remember i wrote a piece about them for a blog i had 2 years ago going into spring break 2 and and how they had not yet just taken over wrestling but it was just they're, that card that they were putting together was was what made you realize they're they're about to take over wrestling and, and to watch them grow and, and do all the stuff they've done since then and, and and you know some of the names they've brought in and, and some of the matches they've put together like you know they I think they're they're the kings of putting together matches you didn't know you needed to see.
2: Uh, I, I, I we at Pro Wrestling Post we do preview um, Game Changer Wrestling events uh, but it's hard to even keep up with them because they're yeah. they're so frequent um uh, how does he put it all together so quickly so organized uh, everything eyes are dotted t's are crossed and so efficiently how does he do it i, I just
0: i don't think he, i don't think he sleeps i think that's i think that's the trick i don't think
2: he sleeps <laughs> he's part vampire um,
0: yeah he uh i mean but the team it's the team that they have there I, i've been to a number of gcw shows and the team that they have there is is so strong and it, it really is it, it fires on all cylinders and, you Know, I, I went to a show uh at the end of december and i was there two weeks later when they, uh, I, I went to a show in philly and a show in asbury park and just clockwork it, it you know everything just runs and it's I, I think i think so much about being a a solid wrestling promotion is is people within their organization knowing what everybody's strong suits is and everybody you know working together to achieve a common goal and i, I think gcw they're i think they're all soldiers and i think they've worked their asses off and they deserve to be running you know i, I think they've run like almost every week since uh since since the, in the new year, so it's it's awesome. It's awesome that there's you know an independent company out there that you know Beyond did it last year, but you know there's awesome that GCW traveling the world and doing it. Yep. And you know they they've the, you know LA, uh, Texas, Japan. Uh, they're going to Detroit in a few weeks. So yeah, they're they're really and and I and I don't know for sure, but I feel like they're selling everything out. So they're they're you know they're they're killing it. They're doing an awesome job.
2: Fantastic. Um, so thanks, Dan. Uh, before we do let you go, was there anything you wanted to share, promote? Uh, Yes, we definitely have pizza party wrestling coming up as part of the collective this. WrestleMania week. Um, maybe you can share again when the date for the event is and some of the sure. featured matches.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, If you're going to be in Tampa or you're going to be watching at home, uh, you should definitely watch Pizza Party Wrestling's Birthday Bash on April 3rd at 3pm in the ballroom in the Cuban Club. We've got matches like Alex Zane versus Super Crazy. Um, we've got Tony Deppin versus Eric Stevens. As I said before, we have a, a four-on-four where Cabana Man Dan's leading a team of pineapple enthusiasts against uh, Dan the Dad, uh, some some, some anti-pineapple people. Um, Daniel McCabe versus Fred Yehi too is is on deck, and and probably the most obscure match you'll you'll pairing you'll see all weekend is the team of Demorest uh, DeMorist and Oswald Project versus Violence is forever. I think that styles clash is gonna be a lot of fun for people who, who don't know DeMorist and, and Oswald, and I think it'll be a good intro to the to the rest of the world for them to, to see them do that against one of the, the best tag teams going.
2: Fantastic. Uh, on behalf of Dan of Pizza Party Wrestling, this is Mark Madison. And saying thank you for listening to the Pro Wrestling Post podcast.
1: Thank you so much for listening to the Pro Wrestling Post podcast with your host, Mark Madison. Once again, please visit ProWrestlingPost.com for interviews, blogs, and upcoming events in your area. And be sure to download the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Anchor, or whatever podcast app you prefer.